There are three books in the Bible that have come to be called the wisdom literature, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. And all of these books are addressing the same set of questions. What kind of world are we living in? And what does it look like to live well in this world? So how to be good at life. Yeah. So each of these books tackles these questions from a unique perspective. And it's important to understand all of them to get a fully biblical perspective on the good life. So as a thought experiment, you could actually imagine each of these books as a person. So Proverbs would be like this brilliant young teacher, and Ecclesiastes the sharp middle-aged critic, and Job would be this weathered old man who's seen a lot in his day. We're going to start by meeting the book of Proverbs, the brilliant young teacher. And she's not just smart, she's smart about everything, work, relationships, sex, spirituality. She has incredible insights things you wouldn't see on your own. Yeah, she would be the perfect friend to have around when you need really specific advice. So what makes her so smart? Well, Proverbs can see things that most people don't see. She believes that there's an invisible creative force in the universe that can guide people in how they should live. And you can't see it, just like you can't see gravity, but it affects everything that we do. So what's this force? Well, in Hebrew, it's called chokhmah. And it usually gets translated into English as wisdom. It's an attribute of God that God used to create the world. And chokmah has been woven into the fabric of things and how they work. So wherever people are making good or just or wise decisions, they're tapping into chokmah. And whenever someone's making a bad decision, they're working against chokmah. Right, or as it says in Proverbs chapter 1, the waywardness of fools will destroy them, but the one who listens to wisdom lives in security. So it's like a moral law of the universe. Yeah, it's a cause-effect pattern, and no one can escape it. And Proverbs personifies all of this as a woman. Yeah, Lady Wisdom. Right, and she roams around the earth calling out, making herself available to anyone who's willing to listen to her and to learn. Which leads to the second thing Proverbs believes, that anyone can access and interact with wisdom and use it to make a beautiful life for yourself or for others. You can create with it like a designer. Yes, in fact, chokmah in Hebrew isn't simply intellectual knowledge. The word is also used to describe a skilled artisan who excels at their craft, like woodworking or stonemasonry. So you show you possess chokmah when you put it to work and develop the skill of making a good life. Okay, that makes sense. So let's do this. Let's go find some wisdom. But before you do, Proverbs has one more really important thing to consider. Chokmah isn't some impersonal force. It's an attribute of God himself. And so in Hebrew thought, your journey to becoming wise has to begin with what Proverbs calls the fear of the Lord. It's this healthy respect for God's definition of good and evil. And true wisdom means learning those boundary lines and not crossing them. Now, all those ideas you just unpacked are in chapters 1 through 9 in Proverbs. But when I think of the book of Proverbs, I think of the collection of sayings, the Proverbs themselves. Tell me about those. Yeah, those are what you find in chapters 10 on to the end of the book. It's a collection of hundreds and hundreds of Proverbs about any and all aspects of life. And chokmah gets applied to them, resulting in this wise guidance to help you find a path towards success and no matter what you do. If I design my life with these sayings, life is going to be good. Yeah, or as Proverbs puts it, it'll give health to your bones, prosperity, a long, rich life. Which is a really big claim. But you can see how it's often the case. Wise people, they tend to do better. Things usually work out well for them in life. And so that is the promise and the wisdom of the book of Proverbs.
The book of Proverbs is really beautiful, but if we take a step back, some people would argue it's a little too simplistic because sometimes horrible things happen to really wise people and sometimes foolish people get rewarded. It doesn't always work the way we think it should work. That's right, which is why we need to go and listen to our next wise friend, Ecclesiastes the Critic, because he's wrestled with that very problem and he's going to push us further in our journey to find the good life. Well, that is where we will begin our series. So if you have Bibles today, open them to Proverbs chapter 1. We're going to focus in on verse 7 today, kind of set the foundation for this book and the season in this book by looking at Proverbs 1 7. There's a lot of different Bible translations out there. The one, if you're using in the book rack, is called the New International Version from 1984. This is the New International Version 2011, but you might have a different version with slightly different wording. But We'll all kind of hit it from different angles this morning. Proverbs 1, 7. I'll read the first six verses, and then we'll jump into verse 7 together. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. For gaining wisdom and instruction. For understanding words of insight. For receiving instruction in prudent behavior. Doing what is right and just and fair. For giving prudence to those who are simple. Knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning, and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. This is the word of the Lord. Sometimes the best advice is simple advice. And a few years back at our men's retreat, there was a speaker who got up and, and kind of set the tone for our weekend and said, hey guys, I want to be an asset to you, and so I'm going to give you some advice that's going to change your life. I said, how many of you have a job? I had most of the guys raise their hand. Said, how many of you don't want to lose your job? Okay, well, how many want to get promoted at work, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, these three things. You hold on to these, right? And if you're new, write these things down. Hold on to these things. They'll change your life. Simple advice. He said, number one, show up to work on time. Okay. Number two, work while you're getting paid to work. Number three, and this one's critical, don't steal anything. He said, if you do those three things, you're going to keep your job, you're going to get promoted, and who knows, you might be the president of your company in a very short time. Sometimes the best advice is simple advice. And do you know people, you know, maybe a person in your life who loves to give out simple advice? You know, this week as I was studying the Proverbs, I couldn't help but think about Pastor Butch Monk, who's been here at our church for years and years and years. He's got a ton of simple advice. You come to Butch with a big issue, right? And this has happened to me several times. Pastor Monk, I need some help. I got this complicated thing going on, and I don't know how I'm going to get from here to there, and there's so many unknowns. And he goes, Danny, inch by inch, everything's a cinch. Okay? But, but how do I navigate all these different complexities? Inch by inch, everything's a cinch. Okay? Simple advice. Maybe you have parents who like to give simple advice. 
And that advice is not as good, right? We don't, we don't invite from our parents because we have got these complex issues. We come to our parents and say, how do I deal with this? They're like, well, here's what the Bible says. Do that. Like, no, that's too simple. Well, sometimes the best advice is simple advice. Sometimes simple advice is annoying, though. <laughs> now, the book of Proverbs is a compilation of simple advice by the wisest man who ever lived before Jesus. So Solomon. Solomon spent his life pursuing everything the world had to offer. We read about that in the first couple chapters of Ecclesiastes. He wanted to know how to live well, how to find pleasure, how to be successful, how to do good, right? He sought after all of it, and he started compiling all this wisdom of best practices for living on planet Earth. And the book of Proverbs is him saying to his kid, do this, do this, do this, listen to me, right? Here's a bunch of wisdom. I've compiled it, I've collected it, I've synthesized it. Read through these Proverbs and in these simple sayings, you will find life. Just do it. And Solomon says sometimes the best advice is the simplest advice. But if you live in the same world that I live in, Life often isn't that simple. I read the book of Proverbs, and really, if the Proverbs were what Solomon says that they are, a compilation of beautiful sayings of wisdom that bring life and prosperity and all that, we wouldn't have to do like a monthly reading plan, right? Like we would just be devouring this thing all the time. We would be searching through this like for hidden treasure and trying to find everything we can glean because it's so life-giving to get this revolutionary advice from the wisest man who ever lived. But truth be told, most of us don't do that, right? We have to have an email come to us every day and remind us to read today's chapter of Proverbs. We have to stay focused and we've got to pay attention and we've got to think and read and stay alert. Because I think that most of the time when we think about the issues we face in this world, it doesn't seem like simple advice is that helpful. It seems like the world we live in is more complicated. Sure, inch by inch, everything's a cinch. (laughs) Some things just aren't a cinch, right? (laughs) Train up your child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart therefrom. Sometimes that's easier said than done. This morning, as we start our series, I would love for us to wrap our minds around how the book of Proverbs can be helpful for us who live in a complicated world. How a book full of little black and white truths can be helpful for those of us who live in a world where everything is gray, where nothing is dogmatic, nothing is sure, there is no truth, right? How do we live by these simple truths with complicated lives, in a complicated society, in a complicated world? The big premise of the book is a very simple truth, and if you're a note taker, you can write this down or type it out or whatever you do. Solomon says that all wisdom ultimately comes from God. That's where it comes. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Some of your translations might say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. All wisdom comes from the Lord. That's not only in verse 7 of chapter 1. The whole book of Proverbs is saying, here's God's wisdom for you. Live by it. The rest of the Bible is kind of set up the same way, that if you just trust the ways of the Lord, everything will turn out 
fine, just do what God says and it'll be good. Even the New Testament, you think of the Apostle James, who kind of is the wisdom literature of the New Testament. James says, does anyone lack wisdom? He should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. God is the source of all wisdom. Every good and perfect gift comes from him. But when we think about the complexity of life and that foundational statement, I think the hard hard thing is sometimes God tells us what to do, but he doesn't really tell us how to do it. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart therefrom. That's good advice. But the Bible doesn't say how to train up your kids. It's good advice until your two-year-old starts throwing food on the floor every night. Right? It's good advice until your teenager runs away. Right? It's good advice until all everything starts breaking loose in your home, and you're thinking, okay, I, I want to train up my child right But the Bible doesn't say what to do in this case when they're screaming at me. What do I do? Seems like life's more complicated than that. Or maybe you're struggling with a hard decision. Maybe you've been dating a guy for a long time and trying to decide, do I marry this guy or do I dump him? It's usually not that black or white, right? It's complicated. You talk to your friends, and friends really aren't that helpful with questions like this because your friends really don't want to be stakeholders in your bad decisions or your good decisions, right? And so... Your friends probably tell you, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you advice. What do you want to do? You're like, well, I don't know. It's complicated. I can do this. I can do that. They're like, oh, yeah, I can see that. It sounds super complicated. What do you think? I say, oh, no, no, what do you want to do? Right? And they keep putting it back on you. You can go to your parents. Dude, they've got advice for sure. <laughs> oh, we don't want that kind of advice, right? We can go to the Bible. Have you ever gone to the Bible trying to find really specific wisdom? You kind of close your eyes, say, okay, God, this has got to work, right? God, do I break up with John or not? I went to Jerusalem, and after staying there three days, I set out during the night with a few others. That's not helpful. (laughs) We do the James thing and we ask God for wisdom. God, please just tell me what to do. I want to see like a sky writer in the sky saying, dump John now, right? (laughs) And so a lot of times we... We know that God is the source of wisdom. But we have a hard time figuring out how to get it <laughs> from him. It's funny, when we talk to people in the world, maybe you've got folks at work like this or in your neighborhood, and you tell them that you're a Christian, you ask them what they think of the Bible. But most of the time that people kind of push back against the Bible in our culture, they say, It doesn't seem like the Bible really applies to the real things in everyday life. The Bible seems archaic. It seems old-fashioned. It seems way too black and white for for life and navigating life in our type of world. It just doesn't seem like the Bible applies anymore. And sometimes we as Christians kind of resonate with that. I know, I tried to find this thing about John and all I got was staying in Jerusalem for three days, right? 
But as we dive into wisdom literature this morning, I want to take a moment before we jump into Proverbs specifically and kind of tinker with that claim a little bit. Because I do get it, right? I get that there's a lot of things in this life that are complicated. There are a lot of things in the world that are complicated. A lot of the issues we deal with are very complicated. But I also feel like a lot of times when we feel like God's word doesn't speak into an issue, it totally does. Right? We're just not sure if we want to do what it says or not. You know, you might be trying to figure out whether you should break up with your boyfriend or not, right? And you don't want to talk to your parents, okay, right? Your friends aren't helpful. The Bible's just talking about Jerusalem, right? And if you came to someone like me, right, a pastor, or you went to someone that you know who's been a Christian a long time, that you trust, an older person, and you said, hey, I'm trying to navigate this, but I don't feel like the Bible deals with my issue, I know, I would probably ask you some questions to see if there were things the Bible might help with. I'd say, is your boyfriend a Christian? Right? And you're like, well, not really, but he's a good guy, right? I'd be like, hey, like, the Bible doesn't say a lot about dating, but you're asking if you should marry this guy. The Bible is very clear that you shouldn't get married to someone who doesn't have the same religious views as you. So if you're looking for an answer there, we've got one from the Bible, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's complicated, though. It's too complicated, right? And maybe you say, no, he is a Christian. I'm just not sure. Like, well, hey, tell me about this guy. Is this a man of integrity? Does he treat you right? Is this man trying to make, like, sexual advances towards you as a, not his wife yet? So, well, yeah, we've been sleeping together, but, you know, like, he's a good guy. And like, listen, I know this isn't about whether you should marry him or not, but the Bible's very, very clear on whether you should be with him in that way or not before you're married. Yeah, I mean, I know. I know what the Bible says, but... I think a lot of times we know what the Bible says. <laughs> We're just not sure if we trust it or not. Which is good to talk about, right? Because Christianity is a religion, not of works, but a religion of faith. And I think it's good to know that even as we talk about things as simple as wisdom, that this is an expression of faith. More it is an expression of obedience. Do we trust that what the Bible says actually gives life? That when Solomon says, do the right thing and everything will turn out fine, do we trust that? When we say, no, life's more complicated than the Bible, is it? Or do we just have a hard time trusting that the life that God wants us to live is as simple as what God says in his word? Before we can apply the wisdom of the Proverbs, I think we need to realize that there's something wrong in us that we don't like to believe wise things. So hey, before we dive into Proverbs for the next few weeks, if you're doing that Proverbs challenge, my encouragement to you would just be to start paying attention to places in the Proverbs where what God is saying, you're not liking. Right? And you're like, oh, that doesn't happen to me. It totally happens to you. You're reading through a verse, right? And you get to this one proverb and you're like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that one, right? <laughs> right? You get to a passage and you kind of roll your eyes like, oh, come on. Or you start reading and you feel like God's convicting you. You're like, well, no, 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 I don't like that. I don't like this. Right? <laughs> Pay attention to that. And let me encourage you that if you get to a place that you read something in the Proverbs or you read something in other scriptures or you read something anywhere in God's word and you're not liking it, 
They just draw it out and say, God, okay, here is a place, just be honest, right? Here is a place where the way I see the world obviously doesn't line up with the way you see the world. And God, I I need to decide, am I going to trust that you're right? Or am I going to ask you to trust that I'm right? And that sounds like I'm tricking you. I'm really not trying to trick you, right? I just want to be honest. I just want to be real. I just want us to realize together that when we feel like the Bible doesn't speak into our lives, it's probably not because it's silent. It's probably because we find it offensive when it talks. And I think we need to do ourselves, or we're going to call ourselves Christians, we need to come before this thing and say, okay, God, if you reveal something that's other than what I believe, I need to decide if I'm right or if you are. Hey, if you've got the faith to do it, Go on living your life the way that you see fit. Tell God, hey, God, you know what? I disagree with you on this. I'm going to do things my way. Right? And we're all going to like groan and be like, no, that's, right? that's scary. But let's be honest about what we're doing when the word says something that we don't like. And if you're having fun going through the Proverbs and getting uncomfortable, I can give you an advanced step. Now start doing it and talking to people about what you should do with your life, right? Finish the Proverbs, you're like, man, that kind of hit me to the core. There was a lot of stuff I didn't like in there. I still don't know if I should break up with my boyfriend or not. It's like, all right, here's your next step. Go ask your mom what you should do. Oh, come on, no, right? Go ask a pastor what you should do. Go ask your grandpa what you should do. Go ask someone who's a Christian that's a strong Christian, a wise Christian. Go ask them what their perspective is, right? We don't want to do that, right? Because when we're doing things that seem right to us, but we know that no one else sees it the way we see it. We don't want to listen to them. We want to listen to our hearts. I think the biggest place that the book of Proverbs subverts everything we've learned in our culture is when our culture tells us that the chief source of wisdom is the heart inside of our body, And Proverbs says, this is the last place you should look for advice. I just think about everything in our world. It says, follow your heart. Even your friends, right? I'm not sure what I should do. Should I break up with this guy or not, right? What does your heart say? My heart says that I want to be with him like right now. It's like, well, follow your heart, man. It'll always be good. Okay, you could, right? Do my kids love the movie Moana? And... I also love the movie Moana. But what's the chief premise of like the first half of the movie Moana? Right? There's a girl and everyone in her village, her parents, the traditions, everything is saying, don't leave this island. But there's a small voice in her heart and it calls her to the waters, right? (laughs) So she has to decide, am I going to trust the wisdom of this community? Or am I going to follow my heart? And we're like, follow your heart. Do it, Moana. (laughs) If you want to memorize one proverb, this is my favorite one. Solomon says it several times. There is a way that seems right to a man 
And in the end, it leads to death. There's a way that seems right to a person. And in the end, the way that seems right leads to death. We live in a culture that tells us the way that seems right to you is the way that the truth actually is. Proverbs says, no, 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 no. Never look to your heart for wisdom. Your heart is deceitful above all else. Guard your heart, Proverbs says. It's the wellspring of life, right? It's don't let your heart become your compass. (laughs) Wisdom comes from out there, never in here. I'm going to talk about Proverbs being a, a work of faith. Proverbs being something subversive, revolutionary. I mean, that's it. That's Christianity, right? We are not people as Christians. We're not people who do what see fit to us. We are people who trust that wisdom has come from outside of us. Think about how how do you become a Christian, right? Do you become a good person on the inside? No. You follow the truth that has been revealed in Jesus who came from outside of us to die apart from us to rise apart from us and grant everything outside of us to the inside of us. The the, the way that we navigate life is not by hoping that we become better on the inside, right? But by saying, no, there is one on the outside, right? There's someone else, the wisdom of God, right? God manifest in human flesh in Jesus Christ and I follow him and trust him with my life. I don't trust me. I don't trust my brain. I don't trust my heart. I don't trust my emotions. I don't trust my lusts, my desires. I am guided by Jesus and his spirit that came from the outside and came into me and his voice is who I listen to. I I cannot listen to myself. I'm crazy. (laughs) I don't think we ever stop and think about the fact that that is opposite of everything we learn in the world. Everything we teach our kids half the time. Don't follow the truth inside you. Truth comes from the outside. And the beautiful thing about understanding that truth comes from out there is if truth really comes from out there, we can find it everywhere. When I was, when I was growing up, and I don't think they have this show anymore, and I made a claim in the first service that if you're under 25, you've never heard of the show, and I got a lot of tweets from people under 25 who used to watch this show called Supermarket Sweep. You heard of Supermarket Sweep? <laughs> great, great game show, right? Supermarket Sweep, it's, if you haven't seen it, you've got to find old YouTube episodes. It's really fun. It's a great show. So the whole time you're in the supermarket and you're battling for time because at the end of the show, you get to sweep the supermarket, right? You get a certain amount of allotment of time that you've earned over the course of the show and you just go out with your shopping cart and you try to rack up the highest bill as possible before the buzzer hits. I never realized as a kid that that's exactly what going to the grocery store is like as an adult, right? (laughs) And supermarket sweep, I I realize now as an adult that they they immediately, they go to the diapers, Yep. They go to the formula, Yep, they throw all this stuff in their cart, right? And they're just racking it up, racking it up, putting in the expensive meats, putting this, just going, 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 clearing the shelves and filling up their cards and rushing back through the finish line before the buzzer goes. And they're just trying to get everything they can from that market into their cart before the bell. That's how Solomon describes a life seeking after wisdom. 
He says, if you get the truth that, that wisdom's not in here, wisdom's out there, you're going to go find it everywhere. I want to read Proverbs chapter 2. This is a paraphrased version of it that was written by a scholar named Eugene Peterson. He says it this way. Good friend, take to heart what I'm telling you. Collect my counsels and guard them with your life. Tune your ears to the world of wisdom. Set your heart on a life of understanding. That's right. If you make insight your priority and won't take no for an answer, searching for it like a prospector, panning for gold, like an adventurer on a treasure hunt, believe me, before you know it, fear of God will be yours. You will have come upon the knowledge of God. And here's why. God gives out wisdom free, is plain spoken in knowledge and understanding. He's a rich mind of common sense for those who live well, a personal bodyguard to the candid and sincere. God says, if you get the premise that wisdom's out there, you're going to find it everywhere. You know, I know we like to push back and say, no, no, wisdom's in here, Right? And it is. The, the scriptures are filled with wisdom. The Proverbs is in the Bible, right? It's a, a book of wisdom in the scriptures. But I think it's important for us to understand that Solomon is, is saying in this that we need to become people who become like prospectors for wisdom everywhere we go in the world. Or he tells his son in this book, I went out over the whole world and I sought out the wisest sayings from every culture. Right? You notice if you study Proverbs that there are a lot of Proverbs that come from Egyptian culture or Assyrian culture or Babylonian culture. Solomon's like, hey, all truth is God's truth. I'm going to find what is wise and I'm going to put it in this book. And even the premise of Proverbs itself is a man telling his son, listen to my advice. And Solomon says in chapter 4 that when he was a little kid, his dad would call him up to him and say, Solomon, listen to this. I've got some wisdom for you. Hold on to this knowledge. It's valuable for you. So Solomon says, now, now that you're my kid, I want to do the same thing to you. I want to pass down this wisdom from generation to generation. The beautiful thing about Christianity is we are in a religion where it's not just we individuals go to the Bible and find truth. We are believing in what has been believed upon for thousands and thousands of years and passed down through generations of faith. I even think of my favorite movie of last year, Moana. Just keep coming back to it. First half of Moana, don't listen to your village, right? But Moana finds out that her people have always been an exploring people. And she has this amazing vision of all these explorers in her village, her ancestors. And my favorite line, I cry every time this line comes out in the song. Um, it's a lot of self-revelation today, I'm sorry, but there's all these ancestors on the boat. And here's the line. I'm going to read it because, you know, I don't want to mess it up. They say, we are explorers reading every sign. We tell the stories of our elders in a never-ending chain. And the Church of Jesus Christ is a family that has been telling the stories of our elders for thousands and thousands of years. And we gather on Sundays and we tell the story of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. We tell the stories to our kids of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. We pass on the story of Jesus, of Nazareth, of Paul, of Tarsus. We talk about Jonah. We pass these stories down. We pass these wisdom sayings down. We pass this worldview down. And we're not just living in this world as we see fit. And we're not even just living in the world as we as individuals read the Bible. 
We are living in the community of the collective wisdom that has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And when we gather on Sundays, or when you gather around your dinner table, or when you gather around your kid's bed at night, we're telling the stories. We're sharing the wisdom. We're like Solomon saying, kids, come here. I want to share with you the words of life. There's a way that seems right to a man. And in the end, it leads to death. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. And train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he won't depart therefrom. We pass the stories, we pass the wisdom down. If we can get to a point that, that we start to believe that wisdom comes from out there, not from in here, that wisdom comes from in there, not from in here, that wisdom comes from up there, not from in here, we will be freed of to find it everywhere we go. And I really mean that word freed, right? Because as much as we don't like to like go to our parents and ask them their advice, when we realize that God grants wisdom through others, and specifically through parents, through elders, we get this freedom of, God, I, I need wisdom. I, I should pray. I should read the scriptures. I should talk to my parents. I, sh- I should talk to everyone I can that I trust that has the same Christian worldview as me. And you know what? Sometimes I should talk to people who don't have the same worldview as me and listen and distill out what is wise. To make our decisions not based on what we feel and hear, but to make our decisions from what we hear and discover and find in our quest for wisdom out there. I think as we listen to these sayings of the wise, whether it's in the Bible or from the mouth of our dad or our pastor or our grandma or the woman in our small group, we'll realize that sometimes the best advice is simple advice. And sometimes we over-rationalize things. Sometimes our hearts make everything complicated when it's really a lot more simple. And we'll start hearing those pieces of wisdom we've collected in the midst of the complicated issues of life. (laughs) As you're going to work and realizing, I'm never going to accomplish this project, you're going to hear Butch Monk saying, inch by inch, everything's a cinch. As you leave to go out with your boyfriend, you're going to hear that voice of your mom saying, make good choices. And wisdom won't be a pin in our side. Wisdom will feel like the words of life.